Good morning. Happy Saturday. I'm Greg. Welcome to the Daily Daily Bible Wrap-Up. It is Saturday, November 4th, 2023. Got several readings today, as always. I'm going through the readings, talking about my notes that I do when I read the Bible daily. I encourage you to do that as well, too. At the very least, it helps me to understand what I just read. Every year, going through more and more of the same routine, and I glean more insight, more understanding. And of course, whenever you start your reading, you should ask the Holy Spirit to come in and to help you with what you're supposed to glean from the reading that day. All right. Preamble done. Let's get into the readings. Today's reading is Proverbs 26, 23 through 28, and Proverbs 27, 1 through 4, Hebrews 5, 11 through 6, 12, and Ezekiel 4 through 6. So from the Proverbs readings, I'm going to read to you Proverbs 26, verse 24. Quote, people may cover their hatred with pleasant words, but they're deceiving you. They pretend to be kind, but don't believe them. Their hearts are full of many evils. Now, deflection of deception is one of our greatest challenges of the believer today. From my perspective, frequently those who seem to be kind-hearted push ungodly agendas. They can rationalize well and convincingly speak from a moral high ground, at least they think so, which is really supported by lies and evil intentions. But then I have to realize that these people themselves are likely often deceived. That makes dealing with them much more difficult. So there's a simple test, at least for me. If their position does not pass the filter of the Bible, then they are warping their faith, either knowingly or unknowingly, for their desires. And us as believers, I think that we're called to gently point that out. Not to be judgmental per se, but again, just to call it out to help fellow believers along the journey. Now, for the unbelievers, all I can do is pray that their deception will be lifted and their eyes open. Again, it has to start from within their heart. They, they travel in a darker place, and for them, turning to the light is therefore much harder. But now and then again, that's one we, reason why we as believers need to be beacons of light for the unbelievers to see a way out of the spiritual darkness if they so choose to look that way. Of course, all this is my opinion. I am just a fellow Christ follower learning along the way, just like you. I'm not a biblical expert. I'm just sharing my notes. New Testament, we're in Hebrews 5. I'm going to read verse 12. You have been believers for so long now that you ought to be teaching others. Instead, you need someone to teach you the basic things about God's word. Now, often I have to go back to the basics for spiritual strengthening and renewal. 
maybe you do as well too. I often talk about sometimes getting caught up in the minutia of different words or translations or discussions and, and, and just to be a little cautious about that. Don't lose sight of what the big picture is. That's what I tell myself. Hebrews 6, the author, though now encourages the people not to revisit the basics in knowledge, they should already know this. They should know about repenting, faith, baptism, layers, laying of hand, resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. All that should be second nature as far as their knowledge goes. If they know all of this and have turned away from God, though, quote verse 6, it is impossible to bring such people back to repentance. I think that what the author is saying is that those who truly are believers cannot turn away from God. So if you see, and, and, and this is my interpretation today at this moment, but if you see, like I've seen recently on Twitter, a couple of folks that they've said, well, no, I was all in, in Christian faith, prayed all the time, was a staunch believer. Eventually I saw that it's all fairy tale left. I think that in, in that sense, it's, it's those were never believers because they, they, they never were truly, they had never truly given their entire heart to God, to Christ. It's a difficult concept in question. And, and I don't think that my knowledge and wisdom on that is anywhere close to being at a refined point. So I pray for more wisdom in that area, but I'm learning along the way. Now, the author does note that the, they're not, he's not referring to them. He's, he's encouraging the, the, that the folks that the intent is that they quote verse 12 will not become spiritually dull and indifferent because that won't help promote the faith is what I gather. We too need to be bold in the faith and not be spiritually dull and indifferent. If you truly believe with your heart, live it, talk about it, don't hide it. It's okay. I'm not saying you need to go out and be a street preacher, but just in everyday occurrences in life, let it out. Old Testament, we pick up the story in Ezekiel 4. Ezekiel is commanded to make a map of Jerusalem on a brick. To His understanding of how harsh the siege against Jerusalem will be. Then he is commanded to lie on his left side for 390 days. So that's more than a year, just lying on your left side. Today for each year of their sin. To, to place the sins of Israel on himself. And then... After all that, turn over for another 40 days, one day for each year of Judah's sin on his right side. So much like Christ did away, Ezekiel is to suffer for the other's sins. During this time, he'll eat a minimal meal each day and stare at the brick showing the siege of Jerusalem, I guess meditating on it. He is to do this in public, apparently. Ezekiel 5, next he is commanded to shave his head and beard. Now, I'm assuming that this is after, maybe directly after the 430 days, or what was it? Yeah, 430 days of lying on his side. 
Further instructions, one-third of his hair to be placed on the center in the map of Jerusalem, and then he's to light it on fire. I guess that this is to symbolize the burning in Jerusalem. One-third of the hair scattered on map, chopped with a sword, maybe to symbolize the killing of the people, and then one-third scattered in the wind to symbolize the scattering of the people. Now, here's where my OCD kind of gets a little bit bent out of shape. So you had all three-thirds. That's it. No more hair left. But the next line, he is to keep a bit of his hair tied to his robe. Then he's to burn some of that to show fire burning from the remnant and destroying all of Israel. It's verse 4. That's all great and fine and all that. But again, the math in me, what other hair? He just did a third, a third, a third. My, the the editor in me would say, no, you got to rewrite that and say nearly a third, nearly a third, nearly a third, or 32%, something like that. Sometimes being, I, I think, <laughs> I think that perhaps one of the reasons why I stumble over that is it's, it's the spirit pointing out to me that don't get caught in the minutia. There's there's a lot more to the Bible than just the words per se. You're, you're trying to understand the character of God when, when really you look at it at a basic level. Maybe the, maybe the character of God is saying, look, you understand what I'm talking about here. You've got the spirit inside of you. You don't need to get your wisdom just from the words on the page. You need to rely upon the spirit for the interpretation. Actually, I like that. It's an epiphany that I just had right now. It wasn't in my notes at all. But I've digressed, so I need to get back on track. Now, all of this is for punishment for disobeying, and the few who will survive will be scattered to the winds. That's verse 11. We talked about that. This will serve as a warning to all nations around them. Now, Ezekiel 6 begins another message. This is the beginning beginning to seem a little bit like Jeremiah. Remember, Jeremiah was message after message after message. War will come to the nations of Israel. Those who survive will remember the Lord in exile and realize, quote, how hurt I am by their unfaithful hearts and lustful eyes that long for their idols. We talk about the character of God. Here's a kind of in-your-face wake-up moment. Yes, we can hurt God. If we really love someone, do we really want to hurt them? That's it for today. My prayer for you is that you walk by the Spirit today. We'll pick it up again tomorrow. Until then, take care. Mm -hmm.